Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, April the 8th, and uh, rested and refreshed after the day off yesterday. And boy, did we need that day off because of what's happening today. A historic, unprecedented day in the NHL as far as the regular season is concerned. All 32 teams and 16 games here on this Saturday uh, NHL slate. All 32 teams in action, and we have 16 games on tap. It is a loaded card. We get to see every team in the National Hockey League. Obviously, playoff implications galore. Divisional races, positional races, just to get into the playoffs, the wild card chase in both conferences. I mean, it is a yeah, great day for hockey. Rich H. just said it. It is exactly right. Uh, you could bicker about how somehow on a day like this with the historic 16-game slate, they somehow it's the same day as the national championship college hockey game. But that's the one thing I've got an issue with. But that's another story. But we're happy to be here, Alex and I. And I'm proud as the co-founder of this show uh, for the last six, seven years to say we're the only fucking entity doing a show today <laughs> on this special. No, you can't find one anywhere else. That's going to break down every single game, all 16 of them here on this massive Saturday of NHL action. We're proud to be that show here with the Ice Guys. Alex, I'm fired up, which I'm sure you are as well. Absolutely. Like I said, it's just a wonderful day for hockey, and it helps when the weather's nice too. But like I said, national title game, so everybody's buzzing here in Minnesota, not just for the Wild and the Blues, but also for uh, the Gophers playing Quinnipiac. Uh, Fortunately, they're at the same time, so... Everybody in Minnesota, get your uh, make sure you have fresh remotes and uh, fresh batteries rather than the remote flip back and forth. But just a ton of great games. We got a game starting with about 20 minutes and then we're going all the way into the night. So it's a big marathon and we're going to break it all down for you guys. And we also exactly. have to announce the winners, too, of the Graham Cope Playoff Box giveaway. That'll be coming at the halfway point of the show. So it's just, it's just a huge episode. <laughs> it's a huge episode. And uh, believe me, we're going to try to. Be, keep a relatively decent pace. Uh, we're already committed to probably going almost two hours today. That's just the way it's going to be, but uh, it is what it is. It's going to be a fun card to break down. So let's jump right into it. We've got a game starting first game of the day in about 20 minutes from now, 1230 Eastern Carolina Hurricanes, Buffalo Sabres, Carolina minus 180 road favorites, six and a half being the a total in this game. Of course, it's always worth your while to make sure you know what's at stake for each and every team taking the ice today. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, there's no let up for them if they want to be Metro Division champions. They're still only holding that spot by one point uh, over the New Jersey Devils. They do have a game in hand on New Jersey, but obviously Carolina hasn't clinched anything yet, and they still want that division title. So I expect you know full-on focus effort here from uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in this game against uh, Buffalo. The Sabres, not mathematically uh, eliminated yet, but you know, it's pretty close. I mean, there's six points behind the nearest uh, wild card teams, actually the Florida Panthers, the New York Islanders tied with the two wild card spots in the uh, Eastern conference, not to mention they still have Pittsburgh to worry about, even though Pittsburgh's on the outside looking in right now, Buffalo still got to, you know, somehow get past them as well. So yeah, mathematically they're still alive, but 
it's probably not going to happen here for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. That being said, they're at home here on an early start game. I expect them to not exactly roll over uh, here in this game against uh, Carolina. So I'm going to take a shot with the draw here, just a small one, just to get the day started. It's going to be a very high-volume, low-unit day. And I said that in the our YouTube chat before the show started. I got a shit ton of bets today. But if you think that uh, Ian's going to be in the poorhouse today if he has a bad day, you'd be mistaken because they're all going to be lower unit bets for me. It's We're keeping it high volume, low units. That's the way we're approaching this card today. That way you can have a lot of action and then you're not worried about it, you know, be burying your head in the sand if you have a bad day, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So that's the way we're approaching it. It's just a tiny little bet to get the day started here. The draw at a nice price though uh, with it here in this game, because I do think you'll see good uh, solid focus effort from uh, both teams uh, here in this first game of the uh, day and the draw I got at plus 360 uh, at uh, FanDuel for this one. And just quickly on the uh, goaltenders, uh, Antti Ranta confirmed in net for Carolina, and it is going to be the future of the franchise in net, you would think, for the Buffalo Sabres. Devin Levi, once again, getting the start here for the Sabres, who actually looked human in his last game against Detroit, right? He gave up six yeah. goals uh, in that one. But uh, you know what? I watched that game a lot and saw the highlights after of what I missed, and a lot of those goals he had no chance on. And kind of a couple yeah. bad deflections, bad bounces, so... Yeah, it looks bad on the st on his box score, but to be honest, he didn't play that bad, uh, even though he gave up a lot of goals. So uh, the draw for me is the only bet here in this early game. Uh, Alex, Carolina, Buffalo. Uh, my gut is actually telling me to look at the under in this. We've seen six straight unders cash for Carolina. As you mentioned with, with Devin Levi, you know, he had a, a a human start, which, I mean, listen, the guy with two starts right out of college. Like the fact that he didn't get lit up like crazy in the first game is, uh, you know, just shows you that, OK, maybe, you know, he's got his head on straight and, and he's young. He's going to have these up and down games. So we don't know what we're going to get from him yet as far as, you know, what they're throwing him into. Like I said, Buffalo is still technically, you know, uh, alive in the race. But, you know. What, how are they feeling about it? I, I'm sure that if they feel more on the we're probably not going to be going anywhere uh, after this week. So, you know, let's just play for some play for pride, if nothing else. And uh, like I said, you know, help this young kid get better and better because he's the future. You know, everybody, everybody who's wearing that Sabre jersey that's going to be around next year knows that, you know, this that's the guy who's going to be making the big saves for us, uh, you know, down the line as early as next year. So, you know, I think they're going to want to play hard for him. And like I said, Carolina, you know, they're just trying to get points keep everybody healthy. They don't want to do anything too crazy. There's no reason for them to, to just go bum rush anybody. And, and, and I don't think that's going to opportunity is going to lend itself here. So draw makes sense, but I like the under a little bit more. So that's where I'm taking a shot with under six and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like in the under, and like I said, that's not a bad option. Carolina, you know, especially uh, is very capable of playing lower scoring hockey. I find that's the way they're playing right now, pretty much across the board. They just got shut out in Nashville, by the way, the yeah. other night. So, you know, it's definitely, it's one of those situations where six and a half with Buffalo, you think over, but you definitely don't think that with Carolina uh, when you see yeah. a, a six and a half. And uh, again, that offense dried up against Nashville and Levi and the home start Levi had against the New York Rangers was excellent. Let's not forget that. He kept a pretty dangerous offensive hockey team in check. And that's the thing with Carolina too, with these, in these early starts. And I think Carolina Probably one of the teams that I have to get used to potentially having to play some early stars once the playoffs roll around. Like I said, that's something I always kind of look for. These teams that are, you know, used to playing these day games and teams that aren't with obviously everyone on, on deck today. A lot of teams that are getting the day slates, for the most part, they're the teams that are regularly used to playing uh, at the time slots they're in. Carolina, not so much. So I think Buffalo has a little bit of an edge there with this early start. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dylan Cousins, I might, I actually, I haven't bet it yet, but I probably will I'll put a couple bucks on him to get a point and a goal. Uh, he's just been marvelous. He got on the board again the other night. So why not? Uh, he's been one of the catalysts for sure for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, all right. This next game is the first of a massive triple header today on ABC. And I got to salute them, ABC. Well done to put a triple header, to put not only two afternoon games, which they've done a lot this year, but a primetime game as well, which will be New Jersey and Boston. So it's just an absolutely terrific job. This is the time to do it. It's the final Saturday of the regular season. Get people hooked into hockey right before the Stanley Cup playoffs start. So that decision to go with the triple header is a, is a good one. It begins with Pittsburgh and Detroit. This will be the Bob Wischusen, Brian Boucher, Leah Hextall crew uh, in Detroit for this game. Penguins, minus 190, a road favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, here in this game, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, man, uh, this is a team that's just uh, on a roller coaster ride like none other. And I don't think it's a roller coaster their fan base is enjoying a whole lot. I mean, it's uh, it's just uh, up and down like a yo-yo. Uh, you look at the last few games, they shut out Nashville. Well, first of all, let's go back to the Dallas game. They lose 3-2 in Dallas. They look like they're going to be uh, coasting against Washington. They blow the lead 3-3, and, and Washington ties it. And then the Mantha giveaway leads to the uh, Malkin goal, 4-3. That was a roller coaster within the game. They, they, they shut out Nashville 2-0. It was a complete effort. I think it was one of their best efforts they've had uh, over the last month, that 2-0 shutout over Nashville. Then after that, they lose to Boston 4-3. Too many mistakes. Uh, they uh, skate past uh, Philadelphia, not a pretty performance. They get drubbed by New Jersey, 5-1. to one. Terrible performance from them in that game, dominated by the Devils. And then they bounce back with, again, one of their complete performances that they've played the last month. That Minnesota win the other night was very impressive uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So if you look at this, this recent form of theirs, they've gone win-loss, win-loss. They've gone good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Is this their bad game? They've already lost in Detroit recently. Let's not forget that uh, the last time these teams played, it was five, four Detroit actually in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then of course the, uh, or the, the Detroit game, Detroit clobbered them uh, the last time they played at uh, little Caesars arena. So I've got concerns about laying a buck 90, honestly, uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know they need the points. I'm certainly not going against them, but my goodness, I mean, minus one ninety with a team that has shown on multiple occasions, they can spit the bit when they need the two points. That's, that's concerning. And I'll say this about the Red Wings. I mean, they haven't exactly rolled over uh, here late in the season. They've uh, they beat Carolina, uh, you know, against Winnipeg. It was a tough spot on a back-to-back, -back, but they bounced back. They beat Toronto 5-2. to two. They shut out Montreal uh, in Montreal, and I thought their effort against Buffalo was right there. They had a chance to win that game before losing in a shootout to the Sabres the other night. So this is not a Red Wings team that has rolled over or has stopped playing and trying to you know, win games here down the stretch. Their effort's been there. Their work ethic has definitely been there. No question uh, about that. Uh, Tristan Jari and Vili Huso uh, confirmed goaltenders here uh, for this game. Uh, there are a couple props I like too. Zucker point prop, uh, Zucker shots on goal. Brian Rust shots on goal. Keep this in mind. He's really started to shoot the puck a lot more lately, and he's gone over shots in five straight games. So uh, Brian Rust over shots, I think, is a really good prop here. Uh, in this game tonight for the or this tonight fuck this afternoon for the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, it's an early start game. So yeah, early afternoon game. I like the rust props. Uh, I like the over here, six and a half. Sometimes for some reason, Pittsburgh and Detroit get together. There's a lot of goals. I mean, I can't I can't say why that is, 
but it's just we've seen lots of goals, lots of high-scoring hockey with the Penguins and the uh, Red Wings for whatever reason. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, too, when it comes to Detroit, you know, I remember the game against Boston at home on a weekend. That game ended up going over the total. It had some goals in it. So that's the that's the best bet stance for me in this game is over six and a half. Uh, tempted by the draw again here and the draw price with Pittsburgh and Detroit in this game. Uh, because I don't think it's going to be necessarily a cakewalk for the Penguins. Plus 380 at FanDuel for the draw. So uh, uh, that's not a bad price. Uh, good enough that I think I might sprinkle a little bit on that as well. Uh, Alex, Penguins, Red Wings. I'd be a little hesitant on the draw, even though Pittsburgh needs points. Uh, like I said, this could be one of those games where it's tied late and Pittsburgh kind of pulls away just because Detroit, like I said, not really fighting and clinging on to much, even though they've been a, a good team, like I said, a feisty team. And, and that's why I like both teams to score in the first period. I got that plus 155 at BetMGM. Yep. I like that. Uh, that that's yep. that's the best. That's the only look I have here. Like I said, you can't trust Pittsburgh laying 190. Uh, Detroit has given them fits. Like I said, we, you know, we talked about that game for the BetCast where Detroit got the lead and they blow it and then it goes back and forth. It wouldn't shock me to see that kind of a of a pace here early, and then things kind of maybe slow down, and then Pittsburgh runs away with it. So this would be a good uh, live betting game as well. Maybe Pittsburgh goes down a goal or two, and you can grab them at plus money, and then uh, look for them to pull away in the third period. But just for now, I'm on both teams to score at plus 155. All right, there you go. Both teams to score plus 155 here in the uh, first period for uh, Alex in this one. Uh, I, I'm going to probably – jump on that for a little bit as well that does make sense i could easily see one one i think we saw it the last time they played each other uh the over six and a half the draw as well and i mentioned those props that i'm uh, liking by the way if you're wondering where kevin beach is no don't worry uh, he'll be back next saturday it was called in to fill in for someone at the uh coaching uh, the goalie coaching school that he runs he's actually the co-founder of it so uh, there we go an emergency situation so he's coaching today uh the new the, the next crop of just brilliant uh, Vasilevsky's and uh, Devin Levi's, and you go on down the list. And uh, he's going to make sure he grooms the next uh, great goaltenders. That he runs see. a goalie school, and he was an e bug today, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, now, now we'll get our Kevin jokes in. Now, yeah, well, he's not here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're good. This guy was just, cool, he, he was basically playing in eight different countries in his career. We're going to yep. get advice from him. No, <laughs> no but <laughs> well, that's where it he all. Is. There you go. <laughs> yeah. hey, he played pro. He played pro. Uh, you yep. give him that. And he did it for many years as a goaltender. So Kevin Beach is t teaching at his goalie school, but he'll be back with us uh, next uh, Saturday uh, for what will be our playoff preview show. Uh, next Saturday. That's another thing I wanted to announce. Playoff preview show. And we're happy to announce that Eddie Lack will be joining us next Saturday uh, on the uh, show as well. That's going to be a fun show. It's just going to be yes. break down every series, the bracket challenge. We're even trying to convince Eddie Lack to fill out a bracket, which I think he said he might do. Uh, oh, nice. So there okay. you go. Uh, and get involved with uh, that. So that's going to be next Saturday, uh, April the uh, 15th, uh, Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoff preview show. So looking forward to that. Uh, definitely uh, as the uh, playoffs finally are going to arrive. And I think we're all going to be happy uh, about that. Here's a great game for the second of the two games this afternoon on ABC, second of the uh, triple header. And it's the second of the afternoon games, Vegas and Dallas. We've got Dallas minus 150 home favorite, six the total in this game. Now this is a spot here where both teams are battling for division championships, but in their own divisions, obviously Dallas in the central Vegas in the Pacific, but still, these are two teams coming after two points today. Make no mistake about it. Dallas is tied with Colorado, and the Avs still have a game in hand with for first place in the Central Division. And then Vegas, um, boy, they are really closing in on this Pacific Division title. It's not done yet, though. 
Uh, they still have four games to play, three uh, points clear of the Edmonton Oilers uh, in the uh, Pacific Division. But, boy, they would take a huge step forward uh, here if they were able to uh, win uh, this game this afternoon. But, yeah, this should be an awesome, uh, awesome uh, matchup here, Golden Knights and the uh, Stars. And, look, Vegas, um, one of the worst um, – situations one of the worst uh, bets i've made in a while was la the other night uh, against vegas and it was just an awful start and i got a bad feeling when la went up one nothing and that goal got challenged and called back for a uh, uh, goalie or, or offside actually it was and i said oh, i don't you know an early goal la was maybe going to get huge momentum from that and it got called back and not only that but the absolute worst thing happened that vegas scored like right after like 30 seconds after, and they took yeah. the one nothing lead and really deflated L.A. for some reason, and they never really got back on track uh, after that, and Vegas uh, put it to them. Uh, but let's not take too much away from Vegas. They played very well. They were opportunistic. They capitalized on their chances. They chased a goalie from the net that had been playing very well for the Kings and Jonas Corposalo as well. So uh, it was a very good win here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This is a tough one. Because to me, the value says you got to take Vegas here at plus 130. It's a great price for this Golden Knights team. But at the same time, Dallas is really playing well. Dallas at home has been pretty good uh, lately, and they've dominated Vegas. They've won three straight head-to-head meetings over the uh, Vegas Golden Knights going into this game uh, here uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Today. They've just done a good job in the head-to-head series. Uh, it is worth noting, by the way, going into this game, uh, Vegas still has Shea Theodore out. Will Carrier out. Um, it looks like it's going to be Laurent Brossois uh, in net. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm fully expecting we'll see him in between the uh, pipes uh, this afternoon uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. Jake Ottinger, of course, uh, will be the goaltender for Dallas. Are we at the point now with Aiden Hill obviously still out? Uh, Logan Thompson doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. Are we at the point where we might be think we might be looking at Laurent Brossois in Game One? For the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, I'm thinking we might, the way it's going. He's gotten multiple starts in a row here, not Jonathan Quick. We haven't seen Jonathan Quick. In a, and look, Jonathan Quick's had a couple rough ones. Remember the Edmonton game? It was yeah. really rough for him. So I'm thinking Bruce Cassidy's made up his mind that we might he might actually give Laurent Brossois game one of whatever series, whoever their opponent is uh, in the first round. And look, he's kind of earned it. I think he's played solid, Laurent Brossois. This has been a nice little run for him. So... I I think that's if I read the tea leaves correctly, that sure looks like that's where Bruce Cassidy's leaning with the goaltending situation right now. The Brossois could be in there for game one of their first round series against T, a team A, team B, whoever it ends up being uh, in the uh, first round for the Golden Knights. So that's why I, I assume it's going to be Brossois here uh, in this one today. This is definitely an obvious draw candidate in my mind. Uh, I think definitely we're going to see this game have a be a pretty tight, you know, very well contested game. Uh, the total could go either way. It's one of those deals where at five and a half, I would actually lean over six now. I think the five and a halfs have pretty much disappeared. There is a five and a half at bet online at six. I'd actually probably lean under. It's probably going to be three, two, four, two, something like that. I could definitely see that kind of game. So the total could go either way. At five and a half, though, I did grab a little over five and a half at minus 125. But I do like this draw, the draw at plus 360. At FanDuel, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And again, when you look at the where these two teams are, Dallas is in their own race in the Central. They don't give two shits about Vegas getting points. And at the same point in time, Vegas is in their own divisional race too. They're not going to concern themselves too much with uh, Dallas getting points here in this game. Although, uh, when you look at it uh, in terms of the uh, conference 
uh, race. No, Vegas is going to finish ahead of Dallas. I was That's the one thing I was thinking about. What about the overall conference? No, Vegas is six points clear uh, of Dallas. So Dallas ain't catching Vegas for the conference standings. They're in their own divisional race. That lends credence to my theory. Vegas is not going to care if Dallas gets any points out of this game and vice versa. Dallas isn't going to care if Vegas gets any points out of this game. So uh, the draw for me is the primary bet. I did like the over, but only at five and a half, if you can still find it. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Golden Knights stars. This this game screams to me. Vegas wins four three in overtime. So I'm on Vegas plus one thirty. I have the draw. I grab. I got plus three thirty. I didn't. I didn't get that at Fanduel. Excuse me. And the thing is, like you said, both teams are in their own races. But Vegas is trying to not only clinch the Pacific Division title, but like I said, clinch that Western Conference, get home ice uh, throughout the first round. That's huge for them. Where Dallas, I think they could kind of. You know, wherever they're going to start, I think they're going to be in good shape. I don't think they're they're too of the team still fighting for home ice between the East and West. I think Dallas is probably the least concerned about whether they start at home or on the road because they're just a dangerous team uh, either way. And if anything, I would be more inclined for them to hopefully start on the road. Maybe we can get a better series price with them because chances are they're going to be favored against anyone uh, in their first round series. So for kind of looking down the road or kind of hoping that Dallas loses this game just to it put us in a better, better situation for us to make some bets on Dallas uh, in the playoffs. And that's something to really kind of think about. When you look at these games this last week, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we have to bet what we think is really going to happen here in the now. But sometimes we, we all, uh, Ian, uh, can you agree with this, that we kind of look ahead a little bit and think maybe, well, if this plays out and, you know, this team lands here, now we have a better chance to bet something something else opens up down the road. So that's the kind of uh, thought process I have this last week of the season every year is that, you know, maybe, okay, this team only needs one more point and they maybe rest people in the last game. They drop to another spot, things like that. So there is that kind of positioning. And I don't think teams are ever going to try and say, well, we're not going to give it our effort because we want to drop down to a spot and, you know, play another team. You know, we, we kind of always feel like that might be a case, or at least we see, based on statistical analysis that, well, they'd be better off playing team A instead of team B. But I don't think teams do that. They just want to get in and be in the best shape possible. So this should be a close game, a fun one. Uh, glad that ABC has uh, the coverage for this one. I like Vegas and uh, sprinkle a little bit on the draw here as well. All right, liking the uh, draw here and Vegas plus 130. I kind of feel that way. Like I, I D- Dallas to me is playing well, but I think it's kind of a, like, aggressive having them as a minus 150 favorite in this game. Like, I know they're playing well, and uh, I, I think they could be dangerous. If Ottinger locks into Ottinger of last year against Calgary in the first round, that Ottinger shows up with now all of a sudden this newfound better ability to score. And let's be honest, Dallas is a much better offensive team this year than they were last year. And that was always their bugaboo last year. Couldn't get goals when they needed them. This year, that's not necessarily the case. They can score now. You get Ottinger playing well. It's a dangerous team. But to me, minus 150, just a little bit rich here against a very good Vegas team in their own right, even with the injuries, even with the goaltending uh, injuries. They somehow kept keep winning games. If that's not a uh, an indication of what a hell of a head coach Bruce Cassidy is, you know, I don't know what is. This is outstanding. He's been ravaged with goaltending situations. Leonard never started the year. Thompson out, who has been maybe their bright light for the future. Aiden Hill was playing well. Boom, he gets hurt. You're down to Brossois and a over-the-hill Jonathan Quick at the end of his career, and somehow you're still winning hockey games? You deserve credit as the head coach, period. And this just happens to be a thing that Vegas does. Let's not forget what happened the first year. They went through five goals. Dylan Ferguson came down from the juniors to play a game. Team goes on and, win, and wins the Western Conference. So uh, how Vegas is able to do that, it's, maybe it's just you know the, the luck in the desert, as they say. 
but as far as the goaltending goes, like I said, with Brassois, you have to start him game one, right? And it's the same situation we talked about with Minnesota. You start Brassois game one, even though he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, because if he falters, now you bring in the veteran quick who's rested and ready. He knows that, hey, you got the, you know, this is your spot now. You got to take us the rest of the way. You don't want to have that in reverse where quick the veteran gets, you know, disheveled and then he has to, you know, sit out. And now you bring in a, a green Brassois and, you know, maybe he's a little shaky. And now all of a sudden you're out, out of the playoffs. So I think they're doing the right thing. Also, Aiden Hill is on uh, conditioning in Henderson. So we could possibly see him play maybe game 81 or game 82 uh, to try to give him some time. So Vegas, you know, wealth of riches right now. They've had it making it work. And now they got three goalies that they can kind of at least rely on if need be moving into the playoffs. Yeah, I'll give you three props for Vegas up front. Pavel Dorofiev, of course, I've talked about him a lot. He's played very well. How about um, Nicholas Waugh? I keep saying this guy just pops up and seems to score goals and, you know, step up for this team. I don't even mind goal and point props for him. And, you know, the guy that they got from St. Louis, he's starting to heat up again. Our guy, close shave Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev. He's starting to get it rolling again. I think he's had a point in six of the last eight games for the Golden Knights coming into today. So there's some good props to look at. I think you look at anything. Don't hesitate to take Jason Robertson. Anything Jason Robertson today for Dallas. Uh, I think when you look at it, 45, I think he wants 50. And look, he still needs five goals. But the way he's scoring right now, he could do it. Like he's got four goals in the last four games. He's got an incredible 12 points, 12 for Jason Robertson in the last four games. And he's gone over his shots on goal. Uh, pretty much every game recently. I'm just taking a look at the, yeah, four, four, five, four, four. Uh, in the last five games, he's gone over three and a half shots on goal, which is what his prop is today. So, yeah, and he'll be shooting the puck a lot because I think he wants 50 goals. And it's a big game, uh, obviously, uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars, for both teams, but Dallas included. So, uh, yeah, Jason Robertson over shots uh, for sure. Uh, saves prop, um, saves prop, I don't know, because both of these teams sometimes suppress shots at a decent rate, yeah. a lot of blocked shots, a lot of, you know, and you sometimes see that with these two teams. There'll be a lot of, if there was an overshot attempts prop, you know, which you'll never see, uh, I would like that more than uh, shots on goal because I think you're going to see both teams are good at blocking shots. They're very good, you know, collapsing in front of the net, playing that playoff style of defending in your own zone that you need to uh, to have success. So, yeah, that, that would be my uh, concern with that. But, uh, yeah, that's a great game. I can't wait to watch that one. And Mike Monaco on the uh, play-by-play for uh, ABC for that game with A.J. Uh, Malesko on the, uh, in the, in, as the analyst. So there you go, I, Vegas and uh, Dallas. I laugh when you said that, but why don't we have, like, team shot on goal attempts be counted as, a, like, an over-under wager? I know. Uh, why not? We got, it, it seems like we're in this day and age with legalized sports betting. You can bet every prop under the sun, but we can't bet that. And here's the thing, it'll force the books to get everything right as far as the player prop angles on shots on goal as well. Yeah. So, I don't know, something yeah. to think about. I'd certainly like that at my disposal, though. That is uh, yeah. for sure. All right, Edmonton and San Jose. This is also an afternoon game, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Edmonton minus 270, uh, road favorites, seven the total, which you have to expect, obviously, with the Oilers. Many of their games are lying this high uh, in this game. Um I mean, Edmonton, to me, you keep – I'm done handicapping the Oilers in this fashion, Ed, uh, Alex, with Edmonton. Uh, I'm done with the they're due for a flat spot way of thinking. I mean, if, you're, if you've been doing that with Edmonton lately, it's not going well. You know, you could have said, oh, the Anaheim game, you know, when they, they played Anaheim last weekend, but they shut them out 6 nothing 
after the big win against LA. And then they beat LA again, three to one. And then they played Anaheim the next night. You think, oh, another potential flat spot against Anaheim again. Nope. Took care of business. What's not to, what's to stop them from taking care of business here uh, against San Jose? I mean, they, they look like they're on a roll. They look like they want to play, be going into the playoffs surging. That's been the word. Every interview I've seen this last few days, Dreisaitl, the Nuge, everybody, we want to go into the playoffs with our game intact, at a high level, playing our best, ready for playoff hockey. I don't think there's a let-up today for the Edmonton Oilers. And plus, they want to make sure they nail down home ice uh, in the first round, which uh, they haven't clinched yet, but they are certainly closing in on it. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers, by the way, will clinch home ice advantage in that first-round playoff series if they beat San Jose today in any fashion, regulation, overtime, shootout, and they get a Kings loss to Colorado uh, tonight. They will clinch a home ice advantage. So I think it's just you show up, you take care of business, and you beat a team you should beat. And they've, I think, beaten San Jose six straight times uh, coming into this game this afternoon. Now, some of them have been close. Some of them have been overtime affairs, but... As of right now, it looks like uh, we're going to see Kockinen again, and uh, that's probably good news for the Edmonton Oilers uh, that we're going to see him in net. Uh, no confirmation yet, but I think it'll be Stu Skinner uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Although, let's give our roses out to Jack Campbell a little bit, who now multiple starts in a row for him when he's been in there. He's played well. So that is a phenomenal sign for the Edmonton Oilers and for Jay Woodcroft. That let's say Skinner, who's going to be the guy in the playoffs, stumbles. You never know. He's never been in the Stanley Cup playoffs before. Maybe it's, you know he has a tough time. You've at least got a guy in Jack Campbell that has started to sort out his game and, and fix things here down the stretch, which is a lot better than things were for Campbell a month or two ago. Uh, that's for sure. So, you know, to me, I just think there's no let up here uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I like Edmonton and over five and a half at minus 110. Uh, in this game, even money Oilers and over five and a half minus minus one ten uh, at uh, pinnacle. It's a really good price for that combo bet. Uh, and I'm also going to look for a live over six and a half on its own, because this has been a relatively high scoring over heavy series between the uh, Oilers and the sharks, three straight overs, four of the last five and the three straight overs. We've seen nine, eight and nine uh, in terms of total goals scored in the game. So definitely like the over, but I'm going to wait for a six and a half live and I'm going to bet pregame this combo bet. I haven't done enough of this lately and I'm starting to, I've started to do it the last few days, the combo bet Edmonton and over five and a half uh, minus minus one ten. Uh, Alex Oilers and shark. Yeah. I like that combo bet too. And you know what? Those combo bets might come in handy this postseason. Uh, so hopefully if we get those kind of numbers, uh, obviously we're probably going to get even better numbers because chances are we're not going to see anybody favorite minus 280 in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, de- definitely looking at that. That's a, a great number and a great combo bet. And also liking here, I grabbed the first period over two at even money. And that's my threshold for playing over two in the first period. I'm not laying a price with that. So we're seeing now, I'm seeing as high as a dollar fifteen to lay two goals. That's absurd. The thing to do with that is instead of playing one unit on even money or, or worse odds, split that and go to BetMGM. You can bet how many goals will be scored in the first period. You could take a half unit and put it on exactly two goals at plus 240 and then another half on three or more goals at plus 175. So you're essentially getting uh, great value on what's basically an even money bet, uh, or at least opened as an even money bet earlier this morning. 
you're boosting it in two different ways. So that's the way to attack that. I like first period over two. That's what I have in pocket personally. But if you can't grab that, look for a book that offers how many goals scored in the first period and split it amongst two exactly and three or more. I like that advice. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, no question. So, uh, yeah, and I think the Oilers are going to take care of business here uh, in this game and, and get the uh, job done. And, by the way, when it comes to props here, I mean, Dreisaitl over one and a half points. It's been insane how much he's been uh, getting at least two points in every game. So, wouldn't hate that. McDavid, you could do a nice little same-game parlay here. Maybe a Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, uh, Hyman, all to get either a point of some kind. Evan Bouchard, too, from the blue line. Uh, is, I think, always live to get a point because he's on the number one power play as well. And I like the saves prop in this game uh, as well uh, for uh, Kokkinen. We assume it's going to be Kokkinen. At least I haven't seen anything that indicates otherwise. San Jose's given up mid-30s in a lot of their games in terms of shots on goal. Guess who's averaging you know mid to high 30s in shots on goal lately? It's the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So you've got a team that's shooting the puck a lot, getting a lot of shots on goal. San Jose giving up a lot of shots on goal. So the over saves prop here for Capo Cock and then for San Jose uh, definitely is a prop that I'm looking at here uh, in this game. All right, the next game is the last of the matinee affairs, the last of the afternoon games taking place today. Uh, Anaheim, Arizona. Uh, we've got Arizona minus 145 home favorites, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, I'm not, uh, look, this is a, this is pick your poison here from a side perspective. I mean, these two teams are just a joke right now. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, both of them uh, at the moment are just horrendous hockey teams. And I hate to say that about Arizona because this was a meal ticket for me early in the season. Not anymore. Uh, they have lost seven in a row and even their success at home ice has kind of gone away because they've lost three straight here at the mullet arena, uh, entering this game. Uh, they got drubbed in both games back-to-back uh, -back by Seattle. Uh, and uh, Seattle, of course, clinching the uh, uh, playoff berth with those uh, wins over the uh, Coyotes earlier this week. And then on the other side, you've got uh, Anaheim continuing to lose games left and right. They lose, uh, you know, 6 nothing to Edmonton. They did battle Calgary but lost 5-4, and then they lose to Edmonton again uh, on Wednesday night on uh, TNT. They're on a losing streak as well. They've lost uh, seven in a row. So we have two teams on seven-game losing streaks, identical seven-game losing streaks entering this game tonight uh, here uh, between them. So uh, how's this one going to go tonight remains to be seen from a side perspective. But uh, what I do like is the over here. Uh, this is a classic late-season Ian Cameron betting situation here. Two teams that are way, way out of it, just, uh, you know, Go back and forth, score some goals, have some fun. Nobody's blocking shots. Uh, definitely, I think you're going to see that kind of a game here. And look, Arizona's been an over machine all of a sudden. Uh, they've trended over uh, in a majority of their recent games. Uh, and I'm a little more hit or miss with their totals lately. But in a game like this, where I don't expect defense to be played very much. I think you're going to see just goals exchanged uh, back and forth. Now, Anaheim does have a couple of their big uh, guns. Uh, they, they did have, I should say, a couple of their big guns out. But it looks like Terry and Zegras, who've been banged up a little bit, are both going to play tonight. So that's definitely a good sign for the over uh, here tonight. Uh, maybe look at them for props. Arizona, if you're going to bet props tonight, it's Barrett Hayton. It's Clayton Keller. Uh, those are the Michelli. Uh, those are the guys you want to stick with because they have been uh, the guys uh, contributing here for the uh, Arizona Coyotes of late. So a couple props there I like. And the shots on goal, yep, Clayton Keller, I like that, over two and a half, and it's a decent price. And I like over six and a half. I think we're going to see goals here. Two teams going nowhere. Uh, all right, Alex, what do you think? Anaheim, Arizona. 
I got nothing here. Like I said, these are two teams that are going nowhere, trying to battle for draft positioning. Like I said, it seems like if one of those roll the puck out and you know whoever has the most goals wins, they just score back and forth. But uh, a massive day like this, this is a clear pass. Clear pass. Uh, I couldn't blame <laughs> you there, no doubt about that. All right, the rest of the games are Saturday night. And uh, the games, they're all at night. So we'll begin with the Rangers and the Jackets. Uh, we've got the uh, Rangers minus 300 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, if you look at the New York Rangers position in the standings right now, uh, here they are currently uh, third in the Metropolitan Division, 104 points, four games left. Uh, so the most points they can get is eight. So 112, you know, is the maximum number. Actually, that's incorrect. They only have three games left. So the maximum number of points they can get is uh, 110, which only puts them two ahead of New Jersey who have three games left. And, you know, they'd have to hope New Jersey really starts to lose a lot, you know, to overtake them for first for second in the division. But I don't think the Rangers have completely given up on catching New Jersey. They've got to look at tonight and say, well, hold on now. We're playing Columbus. Clearly we should beat this team. And the Devils have the Boston Bruins tonight, you know, which is obviously going to be a tough game. And I think Boston will get to it. I think Boston cares about this game tonight because they're trying to, you know, get history, you know, tie the uh, regular season record for most wins in a regular season in NHL history. So uh, I think they, the Rangers are going to look at this situation unfolding tonight and say, we could pick up two points on New Jersey tonight and we're only two points behind them at that point. So I, I don't think they've completely given up on the possibility uh, of catching New Jersey here for, uh, first or for second in the division and home ice in that first round series. Uh, and even if the Rangers weren't fully, you know, invested in this game, what on earth, how on earth can you trust Columbus to do much of anything defensively right now? I mean, they're just an absolute disgrace right now in their own end. They don't get saves from anybody. It's back to Michael Hutchinson tonight. So uh, it should be an opportunity for the Rangers to light the lamp once again. Uh, versus this uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team, which just got absolutely lit up by the Devils uh, the other night. Uh, an eight spot put on the board against the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets the other night. So not a pretty performance uh, from the Jackets uh, blue line uh, in that game. Uh, I think it's probably a good chance you're going to see them struggle again uh, here defensively tonight. Uh, we'll see who's in net for the uh, Rangers. Yeah, it's going to be Shesterkin. That's what I thought because the Rangers don't play uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, so I figured it would definitely be Shesterkin here in this game. Well, worth noting, though, in the series history that the uh, Rangers have had with the uh, Jackets, though the Jackets have actually been able to muster up some offense against them from time to time. In fact, you know, you look at the uh, couple of games they've played here uh, recently. Now, the last game was a 3-1 to Rangers win, but there was a 5-1 Columbus win. There was a 5-3 Columbus win last year uh, in Columbus over the Rangers. So I think the Jackets especially at home. They don't have many home games left. If you look at the uh, schedule, uh, Columbus has this, uh, this is the, uh, they got a home stand. They've got this game. They're at Philly, and then they got two home games after that. So I do think they might chip in a little bit uh, here offensively, at least a couple of goals. Rangers will take care of the rest, in my opinion. I think they're good for four minimum. So I'm going to go over six and a half here with the Rangers and the uh, Jackets. Uh, Alex, New York, Columbus. Yeah, I did the same thing. I laid a dollar twenty-five with the over six to half, which usually I don't do that. Usually I try to wait for end game, but I think we might see some scoring early enough where we may not get that uh, chance to grab that price and that number. So just go over six and a half. I mean, Michael Hutchinson confirmed that is usually automatic go sign for an over with me. And like I said, they've been able to kind of get some offense going against the Rangers, so it should be a fun back and forth battle. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I like Artemi Panarin to be more of a shooter tonight. I really do. And, and there's actually been evidence of late that, you know, he has been willing, you know, and we know he wants to be Mr. A playmaker and he can be very adept at that. Obviously it goes without saying, uh, but Artemi Panarin has been willing to shoot the puck a lot more. Five of his last six games, he's gone over two and a half shots and you can get a really good price and a number on that. Uh, tonight going into this game and of course Patrick Kane by the way who's been dealing with this nagging uh, lower body injury that's kept him out the last two games against Tampa and St. Louis uh, he is going to be a game time decision for this one tonight uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets but uh, obviously they haven't missed him as much as you would think because they still won both or actually they lost to St. Louis but they beat Tampa Bay without him a very solid Tampa Bay team so it tells you the depth they've got Absolutely, but but also the, the effect of Sir Patrick Kane probably has a lot to do with Panarin shooting the puck more because think about yeah. it, that was the thing, Panarin and Kane, when they were together, Kane was the playmaker. That's when we started seeing him evolve into being a guy who could really dish the puck more than just taking the great creator shots that he does, and he was you know letting guys like Panarin uh, get those goals. So maybe that's what kind of – that was one of the things I liked about Kane you know, going to this team is that he can adapt to either style, but he can also press a guy like Panarin who, like I said, just hadn't really been scoring a lot of goals. Most of his points have become from assists. You know, kind of unlocking that capability out of him and, of course, just making all the other guys advantage at Kreider and company, uh, Tarasenko, a little bit better. So, like I said, they, they won't miss him much now, obviously, because they're playing the weaker competition. But just rest him and, and let him get healthy and have him ready for game one. Yeah, definitely. So that's, uh, I could, we could, uh, but again, you don't want to rush him back. You don't need to, you know, you'd like to overtake New Jersey for home ice in the first round, but it's not like you're going to risk the long-term health of Patrick Kane for the playoffs to do it. Absolutely. So uh, it, that's definitely something you want to uh, keep in mind, but you talk about a goalie mismatch. You're talking about Igor Shosturk and the Vesna trophy winner. And I know lat earlier this year, he maybe wasn't on top of his game, but he's been a lot better lately. And uh, him versus Michael Hutchinson, boy, uh, that is definitely a mismatch in be uh, between the uh, pipes. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it is Tampa Bay minus 140 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this game, six and a half across the board. Um, this one, man, there's a lot to really dissect here. First of all, I don't know what we're going to get out of Ottawa. I don't want Ottawa here. I don't want Ottawa here. I'll tell you that right now. And I know there's going to be people saying, well, isn't Tampa Bay a fade right now the rest of the season because they're locked in? Here's why I don't want Ottawa. They poured their heart and soul into that game against Florida. What do they have? 50 shots, 55. They just, it was like Alex Lyon was like a, a bulletproof glass or something. You know, you just couldn't get the puck past him. He was ridiculous in that game, Alex Lyon. Incredible job. Uh, he had in between the pipes for the uh, Florida Panthers. Um, but when you look at it, um, Ottawa, all those shots, all those chances, and couldn't score. They, that was their one last you know, go at it to try to hang into this playoff race barely. And that loss officially eliminated them from the playoffs. Not only that, but it was an emotional game. It was a physical game. It was a nasty game. There were multiple fights. Uh, both Kachucks got into it. Matthew on the Florida side, not against each other, but Matthew got into a fight. Brady got into a fight on the same sequence there uh, in that game. It was a physical, nasty game. A lot of dislike between the two teams, a lot of animosity. So Ottawa gets knocked out of the playoffs officially in that game the other night. They lay it all out on the line, leave it all out on the ice emotionally and physically. What's left tonight? What is left in that gas tank for the Ottawa Senators? That does concern me big time about 
backing Ottawa here uh, tonight in this game. Um, on the Tampa Bay side, though, the closer we get to puck drop, you know, we're seeing Sorelli is maybe out tonight, rest slash minor injury. Hagel, rest slash minor injury. Maroon, rest slash minor injury. Chernak on the blue line. Mikhail Sergachev has been ruled out tonight for Tampa Bay. Tanner Janot suffered what looks like a very, very a serious injury uh, the other night in the game uh, that they played, leg injury. And uh, John Cooper said, worrisome. That was the word he used to describe Tanner Janot's injury that he suffered. So, yeah, I mean, man, uh, because look, um, I already bet Tampa Bay. And people say I hate Tampa Bay all of a sudden. And um, I already bet it. But then after I bet it, a couple hours later, right before the show, I see all these injuries and all this shit about who's going to rest, who may not play for Tampa Bay. And I'm wondering, do they give two shits about this hockey game uh, here tonight uh, against the Ottawa Senators? But I'm going to still stick with it. Here, Tampa Bay around minus 135, minus 140. Because to me, even with the guys out, you're still going to see Stamkos. You're still going to see Kucherov. You're still going to see Point. I think Hedman is going to play. You know, you're, you still got enough of the nucleus and the core of the team playing in this game tonight that I think they could still get past an Ottawa team that I just don't trust here tonight in this spot. And, and keep in mind, too, Tampa Bay's off not just one but two shoddy performances, terrible performances against the New York teams, the Rangers and the Islanders in those back-to-back -back games. Those were atrocious performances by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I also think there's some sentiment of, do we really just want to go into the playoffs losing, 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 looking terrible every single game uh, until that Toronto series starts next week? I don't think so. I don't think so. And look, they've got Toronto next up on Tuesday night. Uh, in one of the ESPN doubleheader games. So you could also say maybe it's a look ahead to that Toronto game for them tonight. But I think after those two awful games they had in New York, there's enough of a willingness to show up tonight to make amends for that for Tampa. And I don't trust Ottawa. So I'm still going to stick with it. Lightning here, minus 140. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Lightning, Senators. It's a shame that Tanner Janot got hurt. I, I hate to hear that, that it's a significant leg injury. But, I mean, it can't be too worrisome for Cooper and company because Tanner Janot has done absolutely fucking nothing since he showed up in Tampa Bay. So That's true. Uh, they can't, can't really be too worried about that. He's, if anything, you probably free up a roster spot for somebody who might actually contribute something. That being so. said, though, he's the kind of guy you want on the ice in the playoffs because sure. he throws his weight around. He can really make a difference. He can get the team back into a game if they're trailing with a big hit or a big physical play or a great shift on the Four check. He's just not giving you anything offensively so far, which yeah. is the surprising part. Yeah, and that's a yeah, and that's the thing they're gonna miss is is needing him for the physicality uh yeah. once they get into the postseason. But uh, like I said, and Tampa Bay's got a ton of, of issues. None of them are going to rise tonight. Uh, like you said, Ottawa, this is pretty much just the they're done. The, it's it's tea time for them in a few days. Uh, like I said, they emptied the tank and, and Tampa, like I said, I, I, even though I'm low on Tampa, I don't think Tampa gets out of the first round. I've been saying this for about a month. Uh, this is a spot to bet on them if, if you're looking to bet them at all uh, down the stretch. But I'm not even going to lay 140 here. Uh, this is a pass for me. Like I said, it's a gigantic card. I don't need to bet everything. But uh, this, this the only thing you can look at here would be Tampa. And if you want to bet Tampa, don't. I wouldn't even take a shot with them in regulation. I would go on and lay the dollar thirty-five, dollar forty. This could easily be one of those games that because if Tampa's not interested, right? And if they're playing this the kind of you know half-assed style then maybe they draw Ottawa into at least a little bit of enthusiasm. Now all of a sudden the game's too, too late. So, uh, and, and it's not like I said, Tampa can't really move up much. So they're not fighting necessarily for that point. It could be one of those games where if, if they're down or tied late, they press and try to get the second point in regulation. But 
uh, you know, don't even wor worry about that. This is the time to lay that little extra juice to avoid uh, any frustration that the game should go to OT. Yeah, definitely. I, and that's exactly why, like, I didn't even consider lightning and regulation here. Yeah, I still right. think this could be somewhat tight and competitive one goal game. Maybe it does require overtime, but I definitely like it enough to, and that's why I just said, I'm going to go regular money line here, minus 140 uh, in this one here uh, tonight. Uh, I think it's still a, a good way to go uh, in this one. All right. Next up, uh, arguably the, well, it's one of the games. There's a lot of good games today, but this is imperative in terms of the playoff chase, the wild card chase in the West. Credit to the Nashville Predators. They're still somehow hanging around, still right in it, and they are only one point back of Winnipeg for that final wild card going into this massive clash tonight. The Nashville Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg minus 180, home favorites, five and a half being the uh, total uh, here. By the way, I also mentioned I do like the over in the Tampa-Ottawa game, too. Forgot to mention that. I'm on that as well. But uh, Predators-Jets, uh, over five and a half the total. Winnipeg minus 180, a uh, home favorite uh, in this game. Um, this should be something. And if you watched Winnipeg's game against Calgary, I think this game is going to take on a very similar type of game. A little physical, but not every inch of the ice contested. Just like that Calgary-Winnipeg game. That's what I expect tonight with Nashville. Uh, and Winnipeg. I expect every inch of the ice to be contested. This is a, a gigantic game for both teams uh, as Winnipeg, especially for Winnipeg. They need a response tonight. You know, they need to bounce back after that loss to the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. They don't want to lose two in a row at home, you know, against teams that they are battling, you know, for a wild card spot uh, with. Uh, to lose two in a row to, to, at home to the teams chasing them, Calgary and Nashville, they don't want that. This They got to show up, step up tonight. I don't, do I want to lay minus 180? What I did do is a little Jets first period puck line in this game, just a little, because I do think the first period's going to be the focus, and I like the price uh, as well, because I think the first 20 minutes is where Winnipeg will be at their best tonight, at their uh, strongest, uh, and, I th and I think you'll see that here tonight, because keep in mind, exactly like the Calgary game, they had a good first period, honestly, Winnipeg, and then after that, it was when Calgary started to get stronger. So minus a half, plus 155, for that Winnipeg first period puck line. I like that one a little bit uh, in this one. Um, I actually, and help me for doing this, because you know the, these don't go well when I bet them, but I did bet just a tiny, tiny little piece of the under in this game, under five and a half at even money, plus 100. I, I just feel it's going to be kind of like Calgary-Winnipeg again, where it's going to be tight checking. You've got two goaltenders that are, uh, very capable, and I think going to play well tonight in uh, UC Soros and Connor Hellebuck uh, for their respective teams. Yeah, exactly. I think I just think it's you know a two-one, three-one type of game. That's what it's going to be here tonight uh, with these two teams, the uh, Predators and the uh, Jets. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I think it's going to be that kind of game. Uh, very, very tough to find open ice uh, for both squads. Uh, time and space taken away. Uh, tough to get pucks through. Uh, because both of these teams have been good at blocking shots lately as well. So I like that under five and a half, just a little bit plus 100. A little on the Winnipeg first period puck line. And of course, I'm also going to take the draw here. This does feel like it's got uh, overtime potential uh, between these uh, two teams. And again, the Nashville-Winnipeg draw plus 360 uh, here in this game at FanDuel. And because I think Winnipeg is going to carry and dictate more of the play, uh, in this game tonight. And let's be honest, Nashville in the win against Carolina the other night, Alex, and uh, they got sh outshot heavily. They gave up a lot of shots to Carolina. 
but UC Soros was excellent. I think they're going to give up shots tonight. So I like the UC Soros over saves prop uh, in this game. It's 29 and a half. I like it. UC Soros over saves, over 29 and a half saves for the uh, Nashville Predators tonight as well uh, in this one. So those are the bets here. A little Winnipeg for Spirit Puck line, a little under five and a half, the draw, and uh, UC Soros. Uh, over 29 and a half saves. Kyle Connor over shots on goal makes sense as well because he's been really starting to pick it up again. He got uh, their only goal uh, against Calgary uh, the other night in the loss. Uh, I definitely think you're going to see uh, him, you know, shoot the puck a lot and try to be that difference maker offensively for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, the Nino Nita rider uh, point prop, it's cooled off a little, but I could see it tonight against his old team. He, and I remember he played with Nashville earlier with the Jets and he got on the board and I think he'll make an impact tonight. So yeah, Nino Niederreiter props. I wouldn't say no to taking a shot with those uh, here in this game as well. See, the problem with taking Nashville is I don't trust this team on the road as much lately. I mean, I remember they went to Dallas. They got dummied in that game. Now I know Winnipeg's not quite Dallas, but, and then they bounce and they've been very good at home lately. They've been a, a bit of a home road dichotomy, Jekyll and Hyde team Nashville lately. They played well at home. They haven't been as good on the road. So that does concern me, especially with Winnipeg. I think loaded for bear tonight. In my, I think they will be after losing to Calgary at home uh, the other night. Uh, Alex, this is a hell of a game. This is a huge one with playoff yeah. implications in that wild card race. What are you thinking here, Nashville, Winnipeg? It's, it's going to be a back and forth battle throughout this game. I think it's going to definitely have uh, that true playoff field. Like, said, Nashville is a tough team to trust on the road. And like I said, of these two teams, if I had to just pick the better side, it's clearly, in my eyes, Winnipeg. So uh, staying away from the side, definitely on the draw here. Like I said, that 360 at FanDuel, that's something I'll definitely be looking to grab. I grabbed 325 at uh, Bet Online, but I'll probably sprinkle a little bit more on this draw, too. This is one I definitely like because both teams need the points. And let's keep in mind, Calgary is right there in that mix as well. So uh, there'll be a little bit of scoreboard watching between these two teams uh, while they're playing one another as well. So definitely can't imagine seeing any kind of uh, you know, pressing the tempo late if this game is tied. They, they will certainly try to figure this thing out. And if there's a way to bet if a game was going to go not just overtime but go into a shootout, I would probably sprinkle a little bit on that as well because I, I could definitely see this when it goes in OT. I, I think it's going to be real tight and we're not going to see many chances in overtime. This is going to have to be settled in that shootout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and by the way, Roman Yossi, there's some whispers that he might try to return. Now, he's been out for a while, uh, Roman Yossi. Uh, and for the longest time, too, they haven't exactly rushed him back because for a while, it looked like they were already out of the playoff race. But now that they're right back in it, there's a chance we might see Roman Yossi back. He's missed the last uh, 11 games for the uh, Nashville Predators. A game time decision tonight for them. But it's been impressive. It's been impressive they've hung around that they're only one point out with Duchesne, Johansson. Uh, Yuso Parson was playing well. He's out. Forsberg's been out for a while. Everyone that's out right now for the um, Nashville Predators. And here they are still with a chance to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. It is impressive. Uh, there's no question. Cody Glass has been huge for them. Evangelista, Thomas Novak, who we've talked about. Tyson Berry has been producing and chipping in since they got him from the Edmonton Oilers. So, uh, yeah, very impressive stuff from Nashville to keep themselves in it with everybody that's out. So, uh, definitely, uh, I think there's a chance we're going to see uh, a, a very close competitive game draw. Uh, in this one, like I said, but I do think Winnipeg might get a one nothing lead, which is why I like the Jets first period puck line in the first and the draw. And I'm going to take a shot with the under, which means this is going to be a 5-4 game. Book it uh, tonight uh, now that Ian Cameron's on the under uh, here uh, in this uh, Nashville and uh, Winnipeg game. Uh, and also Soros over saves. Uh, 
need a rider points prop. Uh, Connor, maybe to get a goal or and uh, over shots on goal. So those are the main props as well for me uh, in this one. All right, we've reached the halfway mark uh, of this Saturday show and the Saturday cards. Uh, eight down and eight to go uh, on this uh, massive 16-game uh, uh, NHL card. 247 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, we yes. appreciate it very much. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We are moments away from our big playoff box giveaway contest winners being announced in just a few moments. And we'll get to those winners right after we hear from our great sponsors, Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you'll get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, it is that time. The playoff box giveaway uh, contest winners are about to be announced. And to do the honors, my colleague, Alex B. Smith. Uh, oh, yeah, can you get ready for my close-up there. <laughs> so we got six winners we're about to announce. The first five names that I'm going to read off will each be receiving a $10 gift card that you can use at www.thegramco.com. The five uh, gift card winners are Peter Furtado, Chip Plylar, Jared Greer, Ethan George, and Stephanie Vandiver. I'll repeat those names again. Peter Furtado, Chip Pilar, Jared Greer, Ethan George, and Stephanie Vandiver. All of you will be getting emails from me and Gramco confirming uh, you won. And for the grand prize, the big box, this is a 30-pack of 25-milligram gummies, two Delta-8 pre-rolls, uh, rolled in Keith and a two gram disposable vape, which is Mimosa, which is the one you saw me smoking in the commercial. The winner for that is Jason Eel. Jason Eel, you have won the big playoff box giveaway. Big thanks to Gramco for this contest. Uh, I will be contacting all the winners as soon as I am off the air, and then Gramco will be uh, contacting you as well to let you know that you've won, give all the confirmation, uh, everything for the addresses and things of that nature. So thanks everybody who signed up. We had over 40 people sign up for it. It was uh, super awesome. And, and like I said, big thanks to Gramco for putting this on together. All right, there we go. Uh, congratulations to all the winners and appreciate you uh, filling out the form and getting involved and supporting not only Gramco, uh, the show. Uh, and again, you're going to get yourself some uh, great products as well with, uh, winning that contest. So great job. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, joining us here. And I recognize some of those names you mentioned, Ethan George in particular, who's been on some, a couple of our betcasts uh, recently as well from uh, the great state of Texas. So uh, great to see someone that you've heard the voice and you've seen the face of 
uh, winning uh, in this uh, contest uh, as well. So uh, congratulations to uh, everybody uh, that ended up uh, winning uh, in the uh, great, uh, playoff box giveaway courtesy of uh, Gramco. All right, second half of the card begins with Montreal and Toronto. Uh, the Leafs minus 370, a home favorite, six and a half total in this one. Um, the, obviously, Toronto, uh, you're going to want to watch them in terms of their lineup the rest of the season because uh, every night it looks like it's going to be different. And tonight, you know what's funny about tonight is they've got multiple players resting uh, here in this game tonight. Morgan Riley out on the blue line. TJ Brody, who I think is their best, one of their best defensive defensemen. Uh, TJ Brody is out tonight for Toronto. Uh, Callie Yarncroke, who's actually played very well for this team in a top six role, lately is out. So those are the three key players getting rest tonight uh, for this game. And that's what they're doing. They're doing rotational rest for the remaining regular season games. Since now, after the uh, last game that they won, or not, not that they won, they lost in overtime to Boston, but they got a point. It was enough to clinch second in the Atlantic and obviously a home ice advantage in the first round against Tampa Bay. So now they're going to be very, very careful, and they're going to, like I say, rotate different players for these remaining few games with rest. Uh, and Montreal, what we what do we know about Montreal? Uh, is that they usually play tough against uh, Toronto. And look, Montreal's situation still concerns me with everybody that's out. Uh, there's no question. Uh, but at least the last game, you know, they got Harvey Pinard back uh, from injury against Washington. Suzuki is there now again. Uh, he was banged up for a bit. I know they've had Brandon Gallagher recently returned. I know they've still got, you know, uh, Harris and Josh Anderson and Belzeal and Kirby Doc, Christian Dvorak, uh, of course, Caulfield and uh, Arbor Jacki, and uh, among others, still all out. But at least they got a couple players back from that shoddy lineup they put out there against Detroit when they got shut out at home. You could tell at least they had a little bit more punch against Washington uh, the other night. So, you know, I'm thinking Montreal can compete in this game. And to me, when you're talking about a team, minus 370 with nothing to play for, rest, admitting that they're resting players too, multiple players, you know, two of your better blue liners are out tonight, Morgan Riley and TJ Brody. When you see this, you have to take something on Montreal plus 310. And that's exactly what I've done here. Montreal plus 310. You got to take the shot. You got to take the plunge. Win or lose. This is definitely a spot where taking plus 310 with the underdog. They do always get up to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. We know that. Uh, I think that is well worth it here for the uh, Canadians in this game. Uh, Samsonov, by the way, is in net for Toronto. Ilya Samsonov, Sam Montembeau for Montreal. But they're worth a look here. Uh, in this game, plus 310 at this price. I'm also going to split that with the draw uh, as well. We know we have seen a few Montreal-Toronto games in the past go to overtime, so Montreal-Toronto draw as well. Uh, you can get that at a uh, very uh, good uh, price. Again, there's north of plus 400 you know, at multiple books with the uh, Habs and the Leafs a draw uh, going into uh, this game tonight uh, between these two teams. I'm looking to see what it is right now at FanDuel, where it's probably the best of all. Yeah, plus 470. Uh, at FanDuel for the uh, draw. So uh, Montreal plus 310 split with the draw, plus 470. I probably think this game's got a shot to go over the total. I actually do like the over, too, because talking about two of your better blue liners out for Toronto, that should open up the ice for Montreal to find the back of the net, which they were able to do against Washington. After getting shut out, they got their offense back on track. But I think Toronto can still score, obviously, uh, against Montreal in the patchwork blue line. So three bets here, Montreal plus 310, draw plus 470, over six and a half at around even money. Uh, Canadians, Leafs, Alex. 
Yeah, this is one I'm just staying with the first period looking. It, it's got a lot to do kind of the same theory of Montreal. I think they'll come ready to play here, a rivalry game. If, if they're going to be up, up for any game down the stretch, this should be the one. So I'm going to go first period over two. That's at plus 120. Like I said, okay, we always want to grab a plus price with that uh, over two. But I also like both teams to score, and that's what I was trying to get back and look for uh, at the BetMGM, of course. That's something I'll definitely be sprinkling on as well. I could definitely see a back and forth early in this contest. If Toronto does clamp down and win this game, that means it'll be a defensive effort, I think, later on in the contest. So if we if we do get goals, it should be early. So if you like anything, even full game over, which I, I'm not endorsing that necessarily at six and a half, it should cash in, but I'm not quite sure. I would say grab everything early. This is not one of those games to sit around and wait for something uh, in game, like, which I usually would do, especially from a six and a half. Uh, I think we see see some scoring early, and I actually think we might actually have a chance to grab an under live if Toronto can kind of dictate the pace more in the second period of play, play more of their style, and, and be a bit more defensive, take the take those shot chances away from Montreal. Then we might all of a sudden see that six and a half now drop down and we get a plus price going under. So uh, that's the way I'm going to attack it. First period, both teams to score in first period over two at plus one twenty. That first period over here, Alex, with the uh, Habs and the uh, Leafs. A uh, couple props I like, Mike Matheson over shots. We've been talking about that a lot. Austin Matthews over shots. He's all of a sudden ramping it up, I think, for the playoffs and realizing, hey, uh, I really want to you know, be a force uh, in the playoffs and going into them, and we're seeing him uh, and his shot volume go up and increase as well uh, as of a late. All right, Florida Panthers, Washington Capitals. We've got Florida minus 180. Uh, road favorites, uh, seven being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, the Alex Lyon story is becoming uh, is going to become legend and folklore in Florida Panthers history with what he's doing right now. Uh, it's just been a remarkable run for the guy. Uh, what's he won now? Four straight starts uh, against uh, actually five, uh, if you include the uh, Toronto game as well. So uh, he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, he beats Toronto, uh, of course, uh, and then he beats Montreal, Columbus. Uh, Buffalo, and then of course one of the most heroic efforts he's had of as of yet that Ottawa game with 50 plus saves uh, in beating the uh, Ottawa Senators the other night uh, in that game. Uh, so the Panthers continue to get the job done, play extremely well, uh, and now they take on this Washington team that I think they've quit. I really think they've quit the Washington Capitals. I really do. I think they've quit. I think they've had it. This is a team that's not used to be missing the playoffs. First time since 2014. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's had a taxing year, mentally, emotionally, losing his dad. I mean, he's looked disengaged in the in the recent games as well that he's played for the uh, Capitals. And he's not even a sure thing to uh, suit up tonight, uh, Ovechkin. Game time decision, uh, upper body injury, was not at practice, by the way, earlier today. So, you know, that's that tells me that, you know, I'm reading the tea leaves. I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's playing. If he wasn't at practice today, uh, to me, that tells me he has been, there's no need for him to play if he's not under percent, period. You know, no, there's no need. You know, he's ha been through a lot. He's lost his father. Uh, put, put the guy, you know, put him on the, let him rest. Let him heal. You know, you're not going anywhere here in this game. So, uh, or in this season anymore. So uh, I don't think he's going to play, to be honest with you. And it's not just him. You know, it's TJ Oshie's out. Uh, Van Riemsdyk on the blue line is out. So there's multiple key cogs that are missing here for the uh, Capitals. Uh, and uh, I think they've had it with Darcy Kemper, who's really struggled of late. But now they go to Charlie Lindgren, and he hasn't been any better. In fact, you could argue he's been worse. 
the last three starts, he's given up 16 goals in the last three starts combined. 16 uh, allowed by Charlie Lindgren uh, in the last three starts. I mean, he's been lit up repeatedly here in his recent outings. Four allowed to Buffalo, five allowed to Minnesota, seven allowed to a Columbus. Remember, that was that crazy game. Columbus came back and won 7-6. It was one of the death nail losses for the Washington Capitals in them getting eliminated. That was Lindgren that night, giving up a seven spot on home ice to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, not good. And here you got Florida. And here I am. Maybe maybe this is not the right time. And, you know, yeah, don't ever trust Florida. Yeah, DTF. Don't trust Florida. Well, I'm trusting Florida tonight, believe it or not, uh, in this game because I think Washington's tapped out. I don't think there's anything left in the tank. There's nothing physically. They've been soft. They've been pushed around. When they fall behind to the Rangers, no response. Fall behind to a Montreal team that's not really that good and banged up beyond belief the other night. You fell behind, and there was no response from the Washington Capitals. They look like a dead team skating right now the last few games uh this is florida first period puck line this is florida in regulation this is florida team total over three and a half and this is a little bit on the full game over for me uh in this game now they're all small bets so we're divvying it up it's not like we're it's four four bets but it's they're small bets but we're we're piling up here on florida tonight and we're piling up against this washington team which i think stick a fork in them they're done they don't care they want to go golfing they want the season over with so Florida first period puck line, plus 150, in regulation, plus 100. Team total over 3.5, minus 130, and a little bit on that over 6.5, minus 135. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here, Panthers, Capitals? Yeah, I mean, exact same, not the exact same plays, but at least it's the same line of thinking. Like I said, Washington's just completely out of it. And like I said, this is not a, a Florida team worth trusting. I, I certainly don't trust them. If they get find a way to get into the playoffs, I, I will not be on them much if at all. But uh, these are great prices here. Like I said, that first period puck line at plus 150, and I got uh, regulation minus $1.10. Uh, those are the two plays that I, I have here. Like I said, I just don't see where Washington would be interested in this game, where Florida's got everything to play for right now. Uh, Florida's also won five straight meetings against Washington and seven of the last 10 in the nation's capital. So it's Panthers regulation and Panthers first period puck line for me. As always, even with a bet that I'm very confident in here with Florida multiple ways in this game, there's always that one element that you're fearful of, and there obviously is one with Florida tonight. At what point? I know it's coming. There's going to be a game at some point for as masterful as Alex Lyon has been. He's faced a shit ton of rubber, including no more, uh, no, none bigger than the 50-plus shots he faced against Ottawa the other night. You're going to su suffer some fatigue at some point following some of these performances and some of these efforts and all of yeah. these shots you're facing. And at some point it's going to negatively impact your performance. You're going to have a game where you're off your game. You know, you're, you have a off night. I'm just hoping it's not tonight, hopefully the next game or, or the game after that, just not tonight. And even if he is feeling a little fatigue, physical fatigue, mental fatigue, it's draining to be locked in and have to face that many pucks like he did against Ottawa, but he's in a zone. He's just in an, he's seeing the puck. It's a medicine ball. That's the size of the puck right now to Alex Lyon at the moment. And I'm just hoping that fatigue doesn't catch up tonight and that he's still locked in at least for one more game. And even if he isn't, is Washington going to take advantage of it? Because this has been a beyond lethargic Capitals team here these last few games, which is why I'm fading them tonight. And here's the thing, too. 
uh, with Lion. I hope he keeps the streak running all the way through at this point, you know, because I would love for him to be, oh, he's, like I said, he's now the hero in Sunrise, and now we're going to start him game one against Boston. Like, that will be the time that he probably implodes. So I'm hoping that this streak, like I said, yeah, hope it continues now and the next game and, and all the way through this regular season, Florida gets in, and then they have to run to that boss saw of the Boston Bruins because it definitely will help. Uh, a prediction that I made on a show earlier this week, and I'll mention it when we talk about the Boston Bruins. Uh, I'm just really high on them, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I, th- I think for uh, tonight, I'd still, uh, again, in Florida, let's be honest, they've strung wins together now. And really, they've, you know what you trace this win streak back to? Paul Maurice's tirade when they were down 2-1 to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, a, 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 over a, a week and a half ago where that's when the win streak started. They were awful in the first part of that game. They turned it around, they won, and they haven't looked back since. I mean, Paul Maurice's little tirade, which we all saw, which we all, I loved it because it was just, it was raw. It was, it was deserving at the time because Florida was just brutal in that early part of that game against the Leafs. The fucking bitches, you're all playing like fucking bitches. We all saw it. Uh, that's exactly what he said on the bench. And really, they have, they've been a different animal ever since the Florida Panthers. So that really did galvanize the team and actually you got to give Paul Maurice a little bit of credit for that. Uh, and since then they've been uh, absolutely spectacular, uh, the uh, Florida Panthers. And uh, again, I think this Washington team just doesn't have anything left in their system at this point, based on what I've seen, you get dummied by Montreal, Montreal. I know it was in Montreal, but you know, you were, you were beaten soundly by the Montreal Canadians the other night tells you all you need to know about where Washington is right now. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and New York Islanders. Islanders minus 275 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I think when you look at this uh, matchup here, this is one where it's not really much for me. I mean, the Islanders uh, should win it, but sometimes we do see these Islanders play down to competition, and Philadelphia has actually played them tough, you know, in some of these recent head-to-head games. Um, There's not really much value even in regulation. Uh, but the Islanders should take care of business here in this game. As far as goaltending uh, matchup in this uh, head-to-head game, looks like it's going to be uh, Sorokin and Hart. Carter Hart will be in net for the uh, Flyers, Ilya Sorokin uh, for the uh, New York Islanders in this one. Um, like I said, this is this is actually one of the few games on the card that I really don't have a whole lot on sidewise or totals-wise on this massive card. And even the draw, I lean that way, but I didn't bet it. So pass for me, Alex, uh, Flyers, Islanders. Yes, pass for me as well. Like I said, there's, you know, three or four games where I just don't see anything that I want to jump in on. And uh, Islanders minus 280, I just I just can't can't do that. So it's a clear pass. This is one of those classic situations. Yeah, it's priced like they need the points. Like if you think you're going to get value, especially with the Islanders don't always make it easy as well. Keep that in mind. So. Uh, now, they did against Tampa Bay, but again, Tampa Bay was in an absolutely brutal spot. I know one thing, uh, John Tortorella kind of gave his team a little kick in the ass after the Dallas loss the other night. He wasn't very happy about it, the way they the way they played that game. I could see them playing real tough for the Islanders tonight. Uh, that's what concerns me a little bit about laying this kind of price or getting involved, period, uh, on the Islanders' side. All right, Blues and Wild. We've got uh, Minnesota minus 250, home favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Um this is, of course, the first time these teams have played each other since you know what, uh, the little melee uh, in St. Louis and the near goalie fight with Bennington and Mark Andre Fleury. So, uh, will there be some carryover? Will we won't see the same goalie matchup? By the way, uh, Bennington will be in net for St. Louis, but it'll be Philip Gustafson 
uh, at the other end of the ice in net for the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, here uh, in this one. Um, Minnesota, you know, they've uh, put themselves in a spot now where uh, because of these couple losses they've suffered, remember they lost to Vegas uh, in a shootout at home early in the week, and then they lost to Pittsburgh uh, on Thursday night. They're now falling to third place in the Central Division with 98 points and now two points behind both Colorado and Dallas, who have 100. And look, they've uh, Colorado's got a game in hand on Minnesota. Dallas and Minnesota are even in games remaining. Both have four. Minnesota, by the time this game starts, Alex, they'll know what Dallas has done. Uh, after their game against Vegas this afternoon. But uh, if Minnesota wants to get themselves out of third and get themselves uh, keep themselves alive for home ice advantage uh, in the first-round series, which is, I think, important, Alex, for the Minnesota Wild. I think it's important for them to try to have home ice for sure for them because we know how good they can be at XL Energy Center. But they got work to do, and they've got to start with two points here. They got to get the job done, but I don't want to lay minus 250. But what I will do is I will take Minnesota team total over three and a half in this game. That's what I like. I think that's the best way to approach it. Uh, Minnesota Wild team total uh, over three and a half. Uh, you, because I don't know what the Blues are going to do offensively. You know, I could see the Blues chipping in offensively here, although Gustafson's had a great run for the uh, Wild. Uh, and the Blues have been scoring, but. You know, Minnesota at home might clamp down defensively, but I think the Wild have a good chance to get to four goals tonight. Over three and a half, minus 122 with the Wild team total, especially on a night where Kirill, the thrill Kaprizov, uh, is coming back from injury uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And what a great time for him to return, especially just as Joel Erickson Eck, unfortunately, yeah. suffered a really gruesome injury the other night against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, and he's going to be out week to week because of that. And so we're talking expected not only to miss the rest of the regular season, but he may not even be ready for game one of the first round, Joel Erickson. And, you know, that's a significant loss. I mean, he's so good at both ends of the ice, key face-offs, all that stuff that he does for you. Uh, and you're not going to have that now for a period of time. So great timing uh, with Erickson going out that you get Kirill Kaprizov back in. Uh, I think Minnesota gets right here tonight uh, in this game after the two losses to Vegas and, uh, uh, and Pittsburgh in the, in the last uh, few days. Uh, and But I like the team total route as opposed to obviously the big price. So wild team total over three and a half for me. Alex, Blues wild. Yeah, this is the one game where I have a, a lot of plays. I like that team total over three and a half. I got that at minus $1.20. But I also like, uh, I haven't, that's the only one I play right now. The two things I like are in game, first period and full game over. I want one and a half, knock down to a plus price, and I want five and a half. Uh, if I'm laying a dollar twenty or better, those are the two two things I want here. Then we're gonna have a really good effort from Minnesota. He said it's gonna be an electric crowd Saturday night, and you got the Gophers playing for a national title as well. So there's gonna be a lot of people in the concourses watching the TVs as well as watching the action on the ice. And like you said, you know, coming home off back-to-back -back losses against the hated St. Louis team, they know they need to get in better form. And Gustafson, he's been electric in that. You know, we haven't seen him give up a ton of goals. So if this game goes over, it's not gonna be. St. Louis chipping it in. It's going to be Minnesota. And like you said, with Kaprizov back, but also Arison Eck out, that makes you a little weaker defensively and more potent offensively. So I'm going with that over first period and full game live, looking for that end game. And then I'm going to grab uh same thing you did, wild team total over three and a half minus $1.20. All right. Good stuff uh, indeed there. Uh, yeah, I, I lean over too uh, for the full game uh, at six. I could see this. I know Minnesota can be, you know, very tight checking, low scoring, but I think St. Louis, they've kind of been the opposite. If you look at the uh, blues here uh, as of late, they've been uh, definitely trending over their defense and their goaltending has been suspect. 
and I think you have a chance to uh, see that continue uh, here tonight in this game. Uh, what else was I going to uh, say uh, in terms of there's one other thing here? Oh, yeah, I think there was something in terms of the props here. Oh, yeah, Kaprizov over shots. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think he's going to be shooting the puck a lot tonight. Uh, hopefully it goes in for him. We'll see. But I think over three and a half shots on goal for uh, Kaprizov in this game makes some sense. Look, if you're going to sprinkle on anybody from St. Louis, the two guys are Vrana and Kapanen right now for them. Vrana and Kapanen. Kapanen for, has been a new life for him with the uh, St. Louis Blues. I mean, uh, definitely. Uh, I've been impressed with Kasperi Kapanen's recent play uh, for uh, St. Louis. So uh, those are definitely the value props if I'm going to look at any uh, player props on the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, side of the equation. All right, next game is the uh, ABC triple header finale. The primetime game tonight, the New Jersey Devils and the Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston minus 140, home favorite, six the total. I think if you're ABC, you've got to be happy that it looks like the Bruins care about this historical season. I think they want to get it. You know, you could say that, you know, the recent games haven't been easy. You know, they barely beat St. Louis in overtime. They barely beat Toronto uh, in overtime the other night, but they're still winning. You know, they're still finding ways to win. And that's all that matters as they try to notch this historical regular season. They have a chance to tie for the most wins in an NHL regular season tonight. And obviously, if they win tonight, then they need only one more win after that to be the all-time most wins uh, in an NHL regular season. I think Boston, from the looks of things, from what I've heard from the players in recent interviews, they care about this. They want it. You know, they they they, they want to make history. So I think the Bruins bring it. Now the Devils, uh, an excellent road team, uh, no question. Uh, a terrific road, terrific road record, twenty-seven and twelve on the road for the New Jersey Devils this year. Uh, that is very, very impressive. And they still have a lot to play for. You know, they're trying to hold off the New York Rangers for second uh, in the Metropolitan Division. And, you know, they're still not out of catching Carolina uh, for first in the Metro Division. They're still only one point back, although Carolina's got a game in hand. So they could still win the division. That's still alive for them. They got to try to fend off the Rangers. If you're the Devils, you kind of have to assume the Rangers are going to win tonight uh, against the Blue Jackets. So, uh, you got to bring it tonight, and I think they will. I think both teams are going to want this, these two points. But the bet that I'm on here tonight is I'm going to surprise some people because after all these days and all these weeks and all these months of the regular season and trying to nitpick and find some spots to fade Boston, I'm actually on Boston tonight uh, in this game. Uh, it's a cheap price, minus 140. When have you seen the Bruins? Less than minus 150 at home. When's the last time you've seen it? It's for that's that's why I'm on Boston. This is a team that has been start to finish, front to back, the best team in the NHL. And for the first time in I can't even remember when I can get less than a buck fifty on home ice with them in a primetime game on national television. They care from all indications, they care. They want two points, they want this historical season, they want to get in the record books. And I think they're going to bring it. And if both teams bring it and and want the game and want the two points, Boston's still the better of these two teams. For as great a season as the New Jersey Devils have put together, I'll trust the Bruins. They're better defensively. I'll give Allmark the edge over Vanacek uh, in net. And I think that's going to be the – and more depth, you know, and, and just way more ability to play both ends of the ice, I think, consistently for Boston uh, compared to the New Jersey Devils. So I'm on Boston. Hasn't happened very much this season, but here we are. 
Boston Bruins minus 140 for me. Uh, Alex, Devils, and Bruins. So with this game, I'm going to just kind of go with the safer route early. I like both teams to score first period, plus 170. Also, we'll be trying to look for an in-game, a better price in that first period over at all late, 130, 135. I feel like we could wait and, and get in a, enough time, especially with Boston. They don't score quick often. I think we'll be able to, to wait and get a, a plus price with that one and a half in-game. But I, I mentioned about how I, I said, that, you know, I'm really high on this Boston team now after, you know, essentially losing one of the worst uh, futures bets I've ever had on under 98 and a half points. Uh, I pretty much flipped the other way. I think Boston is the team to beat now moving forward, obviously, to win the Stanley Cup. But I think they're going to be extremely dominant. I said on uh, Edgework earlier this week that Boston wins the Stanley Cup and they only lose five games the entire postseason. So I'm that should tell you some things I'm going to be betting moving forward. I'm definitely betting Boston to sweep in the first round. Hence why I was talking about why I like hope Florida can just keep on running, lying into the ground and, and get into the postseason. It sets up a beautiful setup uh, for that. Of course, we hit the sweep on Florida last year in the playoffs, so we're hoping to try to double back with that one. But uh, this Boston team, the way that they're built right now, and like you said, they're using this as motivation. They're not – sitting back like Tampa Bay when they clinched the record and saying, all right, well, now we know we got to rest, and then we just turn it back up. They're keeping the foot on the gas just enough to keep things rolling so they don't have any rust. And, and that's the huge difference between them and the two teams that they're chasing as far as history goes. 95-96 wins, same thing. They just blew everybody out, and they burnt themselves out, and they couldn't handle a, a great defense, a great goaltending in Colorado to get to the Stanley Cup. Uh, of course, Tampa Bay, like I said, just completely fell apart against Columbus and got swept in the first round. We're not going to see any of that. I think this is a Boston team that's focused, eyes on the prize, and they're focused night in and night out. And they're almost treating these like playoff games. You know, they, they, they don't need to play with the same intensity, but their mindset and their focus is on let's win every game moving forward. And I, I don't see them losing much of anything the rest of the way. So I would also take a shot here with Bruins minus 140, but I, I really like that both teams to score in the first period plus 170. All right. Both teams. Uh, oh, wow. That's a really good price. Both teams to score uh, here plus 170 uh, in this one with the uh, Devils and the uh, Bruins. So uh, good. Uh, that's a good price. Uh, very good with that. Uh, both teams to score. Um, the, uh, the total to me could go either way for the full game, but I like Boston here. Like I said, minus 140. Uh, I think definitely a good price uh, on the Bruins. You don't get these prices with them on home ice, especially uh, very often. And, and like I say, I think they want this record-breaking season. Uh, I really do. And of course, they tie the record tonight for wins in a regular season, and they beat the record, and they're standing alone with the most wins in an NHL regular season with two more wins. So Boston wants to get that done. And look, you look at Boston too, Alex. The only guys out are Forbert on the blue line, Krejci and Felino. Well, that's because they're all injured. They're all right. hurt. They're not yeah. resting anybody. Everybody, it's all full. You know, they'd be playing those guys if they were healthy tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not resting on anybody. Uh, they want to be going in with the same strong play they've had all season. That's what they want going into the playoffs. Uh, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, Emily Kaplan, of course, will be on the call for this primetime matchup here with the uh, Devils and the uh, Bruins. Uh, and by the way, I said this on Twitter. I'm going to say it again because she, when she interviews a player, she's done this before Emily Kaplan with the European player. She's going to say thank you in their native tongue uh, at the end of the interview. She'll say thank yeah, you in cool. German to Leon Dreisaitl or thank you to in Czech to Pavel Zaka if she interviews him for the uh, Bruins tonight. Uh, she'll do that. And that is great respect. That's cool that she does mm -hmm. that. 
And I know the players appreciate that, that uh, yeah. I know they do. That's, that's a really great thing that she does. Great gesture by Emily Kaplan. Yeah. It's a neat touch and it's, and it's something different, you know, something different and noticeable. So yeah. that that's a, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It is. There's no doubt. All right. We are all, we're at the home stretch folks. I mean, we've been on the air now for a little under an hour and a half, 90 minutes. That's not bad. We're not doing too bad. Yeah. As far as time goes, a little under 90 minutes. And on this 16-game card, we've only got uh, two games left on it. There are three games left on it. Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Calgary Flames. Now up to minus 170 here uh, as road favorites uh, in this game. And the total uh, currently six and a half across the board. I, I think this is a Vancouver team that um, is going to put up a hell of an effort tonight for various reasons. It's their final home game. Now, say what you will about the season it's been for Vancouver, and it's been tumultuous to say the least. But, you know, this is their final home game tonight. They got a chance to play spoiler uh, against a team trying to make the playoffs, a division rival. I don't think Vancouver's laying over or, you know, rolling over, I should say, tonight uh, in uh, this uh, matchup. They're definitely not laying over because they're not flying anywhere. Uh, so <laughs> rolling over is uh, what I meant to uh, say. Uh, so, yeah, they're at home, they're in their own building. Uh, but yeah, the bank, I think they're going to bring it tonight against Calgary. I think they'd love to play spoiler. It's their final home game. I think they're doing something ceremony wise or some kind of mention on the video board for John Garrett, the longtime Canucks, uh, television analyst. It's his final home game tonight now, uh, in that role. So I think they're going to do something like he played for the franchise for many years as the goaltender back in the seventies and eighties. And he's been with the team, you know, as an analyst pretty much ever since after he retired. So they're going to do something, I think. For John Garrett on this night, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So, uh, you know, I think that for with all those things rolled into one, the the Garrett stuff, the final home game, playing spoiler against a team you don't like, a division rival. I think Vancouver is going to bring it. They're not going to make it easy on Calgary, and we know sometimes Calgary doesn't make it easy on themselves, uh, as we know. And wouldn't it be just Calgary and John Massey, who has been, I think, even harder on the Calgary Flames than me. Uh, this year, one of our great characters of our great Ice Guys family, um, he said, "What wouldn't it be so Calgary to lose to Chicago and then bounce back and beat Winnipeg in that huge game the very next night? And God damn it, that's exactly what happened. And wouldn't it just be Calgary to then beat Winnipeg and come right back and lose to Vancouver tonight? Wouldn't that be just Calgary, yeah. uh, prototypical Calgary? I don't know if they will lose the game. But I feel very good that this is a tough game on Calgary, and I like the draw uh, here with the uh, Flames uh, and the uh, Canucks tonight, plus 380 uh, at FanDuel. I also think we're going to see goals. I can't explain why it is, but Calgary plays Vancouver. They're going up and down the ice pretty much every time these two teams have played. And I read a, or I saw one of the uh, po uh, press conferences from Rick Tockett following the game against uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of Chicago. They beat Chicago the other night, but he said, we didn't generate much offensively. You know, we're very fortunate. We won that game. Demko was very good. We shut out Chicago, but he said, we didn't have much of an offensive punch. He's shaking up the lines. They're working on the power play. They're trying to get a little more. He said, I want to see more offense now in our game. We haven't generated enough chances the last few games. So I think Vancouver is going to try to ramp up the pace a little bit, throw a few new looks, new line combinations at Calgary tonight. Uh, and I think that's going to help the over bottom line, which is why I like that. And as far as the series history goes, like I say, I mean, for some reason, these teams play head to head. There's a lot of goals, seven, one, five, two, six, three, four, three, five to four. Uh, the last time these two teams met in Vancouver, 
It was just about a week or two ago in Vancouver, March 31st, and it was over the total of nine goals, and it was 5-4 uh, in uh, overtime for Calgary in that game. So the over and the draw cashed in that game. Well, guess what I'm betting here? The over and the draw. Same two bets. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flames, Canucks. Yeah, this is a great draw candidate for sure. Uh, definitely will be playing that. But also might sprinkle a little bit on Vancouver. First period plus uh, 125. Like I said, you know, we, we all know how Calgary, they're always susceptible to giving up those goals in the first period. Uh, you know, first few shots they face, one of them gets by, especially with Markstrom. I think we could see maybe Vancouver with a little bit of energy early and then things kind of fade out. So it gives us an opening to look for a Flames live spot potentially. Uh, but like I said, just, you know, Vancouver, I trust them more to get out of the first period with a lead of, uh, of some sort. Wouldn't try to do an, uh, get cute with an alternate puck line or anything like that. Just take the plus money. If it's a draw, you just get your money back. But I like the draw for the full game. I think we could see it kind of go back and forth. Uh, a 4-3 a or 3-2 uh, Calgary overtime win just kind of sounds right. You know, Vancouver gets out early, Flames come back late, you know, slow the puck down, you know, Virtually no tempo late in the contest. Obviously, Calgary definitely going to be playing their best defensive effort if this game is tied or they have a lead uh, late. And then if it is goes OT, they should be able to put uh, that final goal up and keep within that race. Like I said, they'll be scoreboard watching, obviously, with that huge uh, Nashville and uh, Winnipeg game. Of course, that you know that game will be wrapping up by the time they're on the ice and getting ready to, to hit the first period. So uh, they'll kind of have an idea of what they need to do. But obviously, the, the main focus for them will be the win and get two points. Uh, like I say, the draw to me is live. And I like that angle specifically you mentioned of the first period for Vancouver. That probably is the best you'll the best you'll see of the Vancouver Canucks is probably the first 20 minutes. You know, I assume they're going to do like some kind of thing for Garrett pregame, John Garrett. Uh, and, you know, final home game, come out strong. And they have had some good first periods, actually. And so, I remember against Calgary the first time they played, or the, when they played most recently, it was in Vancouver. It was that 5-4 Calgary win in overtime. I think Vancouver scored first, actually. You know, so Vancouver first goal, you know, is also something you might uh, consider in this game and the, as, along with the uh, first period. But I like the draw. I like the over. And uh, Alex liking maybe Vancouver to strike uh, with that first period uh, to get the uh, job done to have the lead uh, after uh, 20 minutes. But, yeah, I just we've seen too much of this Calgary team this season this is going to be a tough game for them we have to work for it just like they did the last time they were in vancouver about a week ago and also uh prop wise to foley and cadre over shots they've really been shooting the puck a lot and i'm definitely going to be on over saves for uh, presumably thatcher demko we think it's going to be thatcher demko and it should be thatcher demko jacob markstrom uh your goaltending matchup uh, i like over saves for demko because that's the one thing you always get from calgary pepper in that net uh, with shots, the Calgary sternums right into the chest, right into the gut uh, of the opposing goalie. Uh, so yeah, over saves for uh, Demko, uh, definitely a look for me uh, in this game as well. All right, we are down to just two games left. Next up, your Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Alex, taking on the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, we've got Seattle minus four hundred uh, home favorites, uh, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. This is definitely a uh, buyer beware uh, on the minus 400 favorite spot if I've ever seen one. I mean, this team just clinched their first playoff berth in franchise history with the back-to-back -back wins against uh, Arizona. And as we've seen from Chicago, do you trust them night to night? Not always, but they've had these nights where they've snuck up and beaten someone like Calgary earlier this week. I, I did dabble in the plus 310 in this spot I had just a little bit. Just I had to, just to 
spot premise with the, what what's going on here for Seattle. They just clinched the playoff spot the other night. They did a big deal in the post game and uh, about it as well. And you just wonder now uh, after clinching that playoff spot, do, do you fall completely flat here against Chicago? And to be honest with you, the Blackhawks uh, level of compete the last few games, it's been there. Even in the loss against Vancouver, they competed. Not their compete level, their work ethic was solid. You know, they were they were into the game, you know, trying, but they just couldn't score. And, of course, we saw what they did against Calgary uh, earlier this week when they pulled the upset on the uh, Calgary Flames uh, who needed the win. So, yeah, just based on this situation here and Seattle, you know, clinching the playoff spot the other night, it was a big deal for the local fan base, the city of Seattle, the players. You know, it's a huge accomplishment for them to get into the playoffs and clinch this playoff. But I think at least for one game tonight, you may not get Seattle's A game. So I did sprinkle, uh, not with utmost confidence, but I did sprinkle a little on the big plus 310 uh, underdog price here on uh, Chicago, along with the draw here a little bit at plus 480 uh, as well uh, at uh, uh, FanDuel in this one. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Chicago, Seattle. Yeah, not so fast, my friend. I would not be touching the Hawks here in this spot. This uh not necessarily a great Seattle spot either, and I'm not laying 400 with the Kraken, like I said, off of, of clinching a playoff spot. But I just – I don't see where the Hawks give that much of an effort now in these last few games. Like I said, they've been playing hard and, and getting some wins. But this, this just kind of seems like a flat spot for me. thing that screams here is first period over. Uh, it didn't get any easier than January 14th having the first period over these two teams. Five Seattle goals, one from Chicago. If you had the full game over, you were, you were home free uh, in the first 20 minutes. And before that, last time these two teams played, 2-2 after 20 minutes. So we've seen some uh, very high scoring between these two clubs. And like I said, okay, Seattle, maybe they're not at, at, at its full 100% interest level. That gives the Hawks a chance to get a goal there. And then Seattle can certainly get a goal against Peter. Either one of us could get a goal against Peter Morazic these days. So uh, definitely going with that first period over. This is a spot I really like. All right. Like in the first period over here, Alex, in this one, uh, the over for the game might get there as well. I think Seattle could loosen up tonight too with the playoff spot clinched. And that opens the door for Chicago to find some offense. And you're right. Anytime Peter Morazic is in that, it's hard to not envision the opponent getting a, on the board early and often. And uh, no goalies confirmed yet, but it is Morozik projected uh, for Chicago. And it's Martin Jones has just been, I like the over now, lock it in over six. I'm on it. Got to be on it now. Yeah. Martin Jones has been confirmed for, uh, I should have known because, you know, Grubauer has been, it's going to be their goalie in the playoffs, obviously, but they clinched the playoff spot. Good spot to give them some rest. Yeah. Martin Jones in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken confirmed. So that means over six confirmed for yours truly. Uh, here in this uh, matchup tonight with the uh, Blackhawks and the Kraken. All right, we have reached the summit, if you will, the final game of this massive 32-team, 16-game NHL Saturday slate. Colorado Avalanche, Los Angeles Kings. We've got Colorado minus 120 uh, road favorites, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. Um, This one's interesting to uh, discuss because, you know, for L.A., they're in a spot right now. You look at where they are in the standings now with these couple of losses they've suffered this week against Edmonton and Vegas going into this game. They can't catch Vegas for the division. That's out of the question. That's not happening now. They're six points back. They're three points back of Edmonton for home ice and only three games left. It's looking more and more unlikely. They're not going to have home ice uh, in the first round. So is LA feeling like they're maybe stuck and locked into third? 
uh, in the Pacific division right now. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I think there's a potential. They might be thinking that uh, right now going into this game. So, you know, and then I looked at Colorado. First of all, Colorado is playing, you know, to win this division. There's no doubt. Uh, they have certainly ramped it up the last few games, uh, the way they've played, uh, no doubt. But then you start to see the injury report and, you know, Kel McCarr downgraded out here uh, for this game. That's definitely going to hurt a little bit. Uh, L.A., though, still, you know, Alex Edler, Kevin Fiala, Gabe Velarde, uh, still going to be out for them. Mikey Anderson on the blue line as well. Um, I would probably play Colorado. I haven't bet it yet, but I would bet Colorado here before L.A. You know, I've been wronged by L.A. now twice this week with the Edmonton game and the Vegas game, and it just got away from them. And I'm starting to think, you know what? They're third place. They're, they're not going to win the division anymore. Uh, they're not going to catch Edmonton anymore. Uh, they're having a tough time scoring goals at the moment, uh, the Kings, these last few games as well. Uh, and Colorado, you know, I think they want to win this division. They're playing like it, even without McCarr. You know, I know it was San Jose these last two games, but they uh, put the boots to San Jose in the second game. I mean, I haven't bet Colorado yet, but I'm close. And I definitely lean Colorado here, minus 120 at the short price. I like Miko Rantanen to get a goal, get a point, overshots on goal. Everything Miko Rantanen, this guy, everything he touches turns to gold right now. Uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. He's been absolutely outstanding for the Avs of late. But uh, again, I haven't bet it yet, but uh, definitely leaning hard on Colorado here, minus 120. No goalies uh, confirmed yet for this game, but we do expect it to be uh, Phoenix Copley uh, for the LA Kings. And I expect certainly Alexander uh, Georgiev uh, for the uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche uh, in this one here uh, tonight. Keep in mind, though, this is Colorado's one of four, only four teams that have back-to-back -back this weekend because there's only two games tomorrow, and one of them is Colorado in, in, in action with Anaheim. But I still think you're going to see Georgiev tonight against, the obviously, the much tougher opponent. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Avalanche, Kings. Yeah, this is one I'm passing, but it's basically out of indecisiveness. I like Colorado in the spot. As you mentioned, You know, this is a, a great cheap price for a team that, that seems poised and uh, wanting to grab that Central Division title against an L.A. team that kind of, like, you know, maybe a little bit of disinterest in malaise. Like I said, they, they can't win the division now. They know they're going to be open on the road against Edmonton. They're probably just kind of just sitting around saying, hey, let's just get ready for Edmonton uh, at this point. And so I wouldn't look too deep into what LA's doing these last few games of the year. I saw somebody said LA's a, a great fade in the, in the first round. I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. If anything, they lose, you know, say, you know, what, three of the last four, two of the last three. I'd probably be looking at that LA game one. Uh, because we're definitely going to get a great plus price there if they go into the playoffs against Edmonton losing the last few games. I think a lot of people are going to have that, you know, oh, Edmonton's on this hot roll right now, and L.A.'s been kind of struggling a little bit. Everybody in, their, in the world is going to jump on uh, Edmonton first uh, in game one. So, like I said, some of these plays are setting up things that I'm looking at down the line, and that's the case with this one. So it's a pass for me in this, but definitely we'll be watching it and might jump in for something live. All right, there we go. And I'm kind of with you. It feels like you bet Colorado or nothing. I mean, it's not that LA is not capable. I still like LA. I still think they're dangerous in the playoffs, but they've just suffered a couple tough losses. Edmonton's rolling right now. The Vegas game, hey, if that goal, I still say if that goal is allowed and it stands and it's one nothing Kings against the Golden Knights the other night, it could have been a different game. And then, of course, right after that goal gets disallowed, Vegas comes down the ice and scores the first goal and then just took a lot out of the Kings in that that sequence. And I, I, I'm not giving up on the Kings, even though they've lost a couple in a row, but now that they're probably locked into third, I have a tough time backing them against a motivated and, and a great point in the chat. Someone made, I just saw it. 
for some, this has been a weird road dominated series. Colorado has lost, LA's beaten Colorado in Denver at Ball Arena multiple times, including two in a row. But every time Colorado goes to LA, Colorado wins. So, you know, the road team has dominated actually in the series history here with the Avs and the Kings. So that's another thing that points to the Avs. All right, before we wrap it up and get to Manscaped and uh, the best bets to wrap up the show. I'm looking at the odd screen right now, and I'm wondering what the hell's going on with this Vegas-Dallas game. Dallas is up to minus 165 as home favorites, and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? And now I've just seen it. Jack Eichel is out for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so this is uh, unexpected. Uh, let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah, no Jack Eichel. Uh, for the, I thought, what's going on? Is it Jonathan Quick going to start? That's what I no. first thought. Is Quick and Net? Everyone wants to fade Jonathan Quick that much that we're boosting this thing up to minus 165 on Dallas. But no, uh, the news is that Jack Eichel is out. Uh, ruled out of this game for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Day-to-day, uh, says Bruce Cassidy, and won't play tonight. Precautionary. They say he's got a little lingering, nagging little injury that he's dealing with. Nothing overly serious but they want to be a little bit cautious with him, even in a game of this magnitude, television too. But uh, yeah, no Jack Eichel. That explains it. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean that somewhat explains it. I don't think he's worth ten cents. It's a line. Yeah. I mean, like, I, if you like, if you like Vegas, well, I get it why they're moving it. I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm with you though. I don't necessarily yeah. agree that they should be moving it this. Yeah, much. like I'm not. I'm not scared now. You know that I have plus one thirty. If anything, I'm just like, wow. I should just wish I had known. I would have bet one plus one forty. I still think Vegas has a, a enough without Eichel for this one game to, to stay afloat. And it's not going to be a, that drastic of a, of a loss. Yeah. Vegas plays without guys all the time, says someone. Yeah, yeah they do. Right. Yeah. They played without three goalies. They played without Eichel before. They played without Stone m- much of the year. Marcia So was out for time. Riley Smith, who was on the point streak of a lifetime, recently was injured, and they just got him back. And all they did was still compete and win a lot of games. Good teams with good coaches and solid depth. That we see with Colorado. We've been talking about Colorado. Somebody being what multiple guys with Colorado been injured all season long. Pittsburgh, multiple injuries all season long, and they're right in the race. So that that's the difference. Yeah. So there you go. That's the uh, that's that that explains why money is pouring in on Dallas right now. I don't know if it's warranted, and both of us kind of think it doesn't. You know, it's not warranted to this degree. But yeah, no Jack Eichel. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I'm just trying to see how this affects the lineup here for Vegas. What are they doing here? Dorofiev with Stevenson and Marcia. So the second line, what's that top line? Riley Smith, William Carl. Ah, my guy, Michael Amadio back on the mm-hmm. top line. I'm getting in on Amadio props again. Every time he's been up there on that top line, he's made something happen for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so there you go. I remember Amadio train was just so good for us yeah. uh, for a long period of time there midway through the season when he was up on the top line. Well, it's time to re-explore that avenue uh, here this afternoon for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're still, uh, again, capable team. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, get the job done in Big D minus uh, Jack Eichel, who's been playing great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is Jack Eichel Definitely. playing some of his best hockey lately for the Vegas School tonight. So he will be missed. But uh, that's still a pretty decent team that's capable. If they get goaltending from Brossois, you know, still capable uh, of uh, maybe a victory this afternoon in Dallas. It won't be easy, but still capable. All right, good stuff. That's the uh, Saturday card. Uh, unbelievable show. Lots of fun breaking down all 16 uh, NHL games. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings. The daily ice guys show betting card. 
bonus video content, and a whole lot more. Make sure you sign up, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Yes, also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Like we said, we got our hoodies, T-shirts, caps, everything's in stock and ready to roll right now with the nice weather coming. We're gonna, it's about to hit 80 degrees almost potentially in Minnesota next week. So definitely T-shirt weather soon. Uh, so looking forward to that. So definitely check out the Ice Guys store. And also, if you're at Patreon, you'll see the, the sign-up uh, already for the NHL Bracket Challenge. We will uh, unveil it officially on Monday to everybody, but uh, we made it you know, a little early uh, kind of a pre-sign in for those who have signed up for Patreon. Of course, we thank everybody who has subscribed to the Patreon and it really helps us out. But uh, we're going to do an NHL bracket challenge. So we're going to have a pool and we're going to figure out what the prizes are. We're going to pick something that everybody can win in the U.S. and Canada. So stay tuned for those details. But we definitely are doing an NHL bracket challenge uh, with Ice Guys and we'll have all that information. Uh, it'll be posted in our description on the YouTube pages and, of course, pinned on our Twitter pages as well uh, as early as Monday. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, and again, uh, we got uh, just one, two, three, four, five, six uh, re- uh, regular season shows remaining uh, after today, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the final day of the regular season. We go from one of our longest shows we've ever done today to what will probably be one of our shortest ones tomorrow uh, on the Sunday edition at noon Eastern as just two games on the slate. They're both TNT games uh, though, tomorrow, both available on national television with uh Boston at Philadelphia, Colorado at Anaheim, uh, the two games tomorrow. Not the most glamorous games because you got good team versus bad team uh, in both of them. But, hey, they're two games on the board, and we'll talk about them tomorrow uh, on the Sunday uh, edition of the Ice Guys. We'll be back with best bets to wrap up this mammoth edition of the Ice Guys right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for best bets, and man, do we have a lot to choose from uh, on yeah. this Saturday card, Alex? Uh, what do you like for best bet? 
it's not the most exciting or important game on today's 16 game slate, but it is the bet I like the most. It is the Blackhawks and Kraken first period over uh, minus one and a half. Sorry, to say one and a half, over one and a half at minus a dollar 28 is what I got at FanDuel. Anything uh, up to a dollar 35, I would bet pregame. If it's higher than that, then just try to wait and grab it uh, the first couple minutes after the start of the contest in game. But I definitely think we're going to see goals here. This is a Hawks team that, you know, I mean, they played out the end of the string. They've been competitive. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that uh, fire and pace going. Even though Seattle's already touched a playoff spot, they still want to keep things rolling in the right direction. I think we see goals here early. So let's go. Chicago, Seattle, first period over one and a half. That's my best bet for Saturday. All right. There it is. Chicago, Seattle, uh, over one and a half, first period. Uh, minus 140 uh, for Alex with his uh, best bet on this uh, Saturday uh, card. Uh, for best bet, this is such a huge card, such a big card, that I'm going to give you two best bets, actually, today, which I don't do very often, but we'll do it today. Uh, one of them, uh, obviously, I was going to pick something involving Florida, as I like Florida multiple ways in that game. Florida in regulation is what I'm going to go with. Florida in regulation, plus 100 uh, against Washington. It's a team playing well, a goalie that's un, uh, out of uh, unconscious right now, the way he's playing Alex Line in a Washington team that is completely flatlined uh, the last few games. So Florida in regulation, plus 100 against Washington. And the other best bet, I think it is best bet worthy because you just don't get the Boston Bruins below minus 150 as home favorites very often when they care about the game. And I think they do. They want this record. And minus 140 is one hell of a cheap price to back the best team in hockey. Boston minus 140 against New Jersey. So there you go. Florida in regulation plus 100. Boston minus 140. Two best bets uh, here on this Saturday edition of the Ice Guys for me. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy this mammoth huge massive day of nhl hockey with all 32 teams in action we hope you enjoyed this packed college hockey too go, go don't for forget some. about it i'll be watching that too you better believe it. that's a great <laughs> national championship game david versus goliath feel to it minnesota versus quinnipiac don't sell this bobcats team short i mean obviously on paper the that's a huge roster advantage for minnesota with all the weapons they've got uh, no question about that but this Quinnipiac team's played stingy defense. The goaltending's been great, uh, and they've been opportunistic with their scoring chances. So looking forward to that. Minnesota Quinnipiac, ESPN2 uh, for that one with uh, Buchagross, Melrose, and Colby Cohen. So make sure you uh, don't forget about that as well, uh, the Frozen Four National Championship game tonight. What a day of hockey. Looking forward to it. Hit the like button on the way out. Enjoy the games and good luck, everybody, and we will see you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 